Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of What's the Hype Podcast. The building. And an interception, and you're not down by 10 anymore. Andre Howe, his second interception. To get you the information that you need is to start your own business and do your own thing. And I felt like it gave me a good perspective. I was not the first person to go through what I went through. Welcome to another episode of What's the Hype Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Pope, a.k.a. The Pod Disciple. I'm wondering how. Welcome, welcome. Well, Dre, man, we're excited, man. Um, I think as we kick off into this new season, man, I think we're going to continue to uh, bring on special guests, you know, people that we uh, know have a story that can share their story, share their journey. So we're excited to kind of get this thing going. Uh, Today we have a, a, a very special guest from Mendenhall, Mississippi, a Super Bowl champ. You know what's interesting, Drake? This is like our our third Super Bowl champ that we've had on the show, man. We've, we've been fortunate, man. So uh can't hold can't hold trophy trophy winner, uh first team all SEC, third round draft pick of the Houston Texas. We want to welcome to the podcast, uh Martinez Rankin. Welcome to the podcast. What's going on? How y'all doing? Good man, chilling. All is well, all is well. So uh rank man. We know you. We're familiar with you, but we want to, you know, introduce you to our audience so you're able to tell your story. Our podcast is pr- pr- um, primarily about just sharing our journeys, our experience. So many people, even in my profession, wanted to know how I got where, to where I got, and I was able to just kind of share that that journey. So what we do is bring guests on to go beyond the hype of, oh man, he's an NFL third round draft pick, all SEC. Everything must have been just laid out from him for him from the beginning. And a lot of times that's that's not the case. We know that's not the case. So we like to just kind of dive in and tell your story. So, man, Mendenhall, uh, Mississippi, man, just we're going to start from the beginning, man. Tell us a little bit about, you know, growing up there, you know, a little bit about your family and, you know, what it was like for you. Uh, so, you know, me, you know, I was raised by both parents, you know, also raised by my grandma. She had a hand in it. You know, I got a brother, sister, you know, grew up around, you know, a lot of my cousins. So, you know. Sports and competition started early, you know, growing up in a, well, we call it the hole, which is, you know, a little country town, everybody family oriented. So, you know, that's where it all started for me. When, 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 when did you start playing sports? What sport? And who inspired you early on? Sports, you know what I'm saying? Like I say, early on, I can't even really tell you, but officially I probably didn't start playing football until like probably fourth grade. But before then, you know, football, basketball, even a little like baseball, softball, that was probably we talking when I could first even start dribbling the ball. And to be honest, like basketball probably was my first little though. It just over time, it seemed like football was the way to go. But definitely basketball because, you know, the first time I picked up a basketball, I pretty much made that jumper. So, (laughs) So... from then on, you know, on the on the concrete courts, dirt courts, that's where I feel like I was the man, at least in my neighborhood, you feel me? My neighborhood, couldn't nobody tell me that I wasn't the king of the court, and they go for grown folks and kids as well. But, you know, oh, who inspired me? I don't know, man. I, I had a lot of cousins and stuff that, like, played sports, so I always looked up to them, you know. So, you know, I'd probably say they had a lot of inspiration in my life. And a lot of you know mentorship as well. And then you know my pops, 
he always tell me about how he was the king of the court here and my uncle back in the day. So, you know, you know, like I said, a couple of my cousins and my pops and my uncle were the, the people who inspired me the most. You know, most people, you know, they always go to like the Michael Jordans, LeBron James and all that of the world, which, you know, they had a hand in inspiring me as well. But I feel like the, the most inspir most inspiration I really got was, you know, within my family. Like I said, I going to like the high school football game, seeing my cousins being like pretty much the superstars. You know, you want to live up to, you know, have that same name. So when you step in their footsteps, you know, come after them, you want the same type of respect. So know were the people who really inspired me. And so that's something we can re relate to, especially, you know, for me, I'm from, I'm from Miami. I know guys uh, that I looked up to growing up that people don't know on a national level, but was local superstars, some of the best players. We um that I knew of I've ever saw, even as I was able to be around the NFL, some of those guys that I saw had the potential, but a lot of times so many other circumstances play play a play a part for them not being able to benefit. A lot of times it might be academics, things like that. But man, I, I agree with you hundred percent, man. Younger, uh uh some of those people that we knew from our communities definitely inspired us early on. So um let's jump into your high school career man tell me a little bit about that did you can did you play basketball and high school and football tell us a little bit about your overall um experience and you know success in high school so basketball wise i only played like ninth grade and then 11th grade and to be honest organized basketball i didn't really at that time and point i really didn't like i never just flourished in organized ball so you know i was decent but you know like i said i never flourished and then i also like that's when I realized that football was the way for me to go. Like at that point in time, I never got a serious injury in football, but then my 11th grade year, I go out there hooping, you know, think I'm finna get a putback dunk and end up coming down tearing my ACL. So that, that's kind of what like, you know, kind of set me back. And that's probably when I realized I had a chance to even go to, to college to play football. And I, I thought I messed up the opportunity to be honest, you know, the night it happened, I remember like my junior high basketball coach, he was in the locker room, the, the varsity coach was like, you, you gonna come back out next year if everything good? And my old coach was like, man, he gonna be trying to sign a letter of intent. And like at that point, I'm like, man, I done messed up trying to come out here and hoop, you know what I'm saying? But you know, it all worked out. You know, I just had to take a different path. But in high school, you know, my school was small. You know, I graduated senior class, probably like 130 people. So it wasn't just like a, a big school. So a lot of us, Missed out on recruiting. A lot of us had to go to junior college route. But, you know, I was a small dude that trying to play left tackle. You know, I didn't weigh no more than like 235 in high school. But, you know, we had some success, man. We had a, a lot of stars, in my opinion. And, you know, that's just how – this is kind of how it is coming from where I'm from. You know, we kind of get overlooked in a way. So, everything is like, you know, you like I always say, we get it out the mud. So, you know, that's, that's pretty much summing up my high school career to me, you know. A guy that just went out there and played ball to the best of his ability, got overlooked, you know, the best thing that happened, though. Yeah, Drake can relate to that small, small town school, like, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. My, my school, probably about 100, 120 people that graduated with me, so it's real small, man. Real small city, real small school, so I, I grew up the same way, dog. We grew up the same way, bro. Oh, yeah. And, and me and Drake, I feel like we always kind of, like, related, you know what I'm saying? You was a, you was a guy that I kind of, you know, inspired me in your way. You you know how, man. You a good dude, one of the best guys I ever met. So, but, you know, I see where we relate in that, that um, retrospect, you feel me? So, so appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. So, okay. <clears throat> Tell us about uh, why, you, why you decided to go to, to the junior college route. 
And uh, what, what, what was your experience with that? Um, like I said, got overlooked, and then the fact that you know they're like all two thirty five. It wasn't a lot of D one schools coming in there knocking on the door. So really, to be honest, like in a way, I almost missed going the junior college route. You know what I'm saying? It's January. I had got like one offer from one JUCO, but then like a couple of weeks later, they basically came in. It was like, man, yeah, you you know, we got old Lyme in this, you know, 30, 45 pounds bigger than you. So, you know, we just kind of got to, you know, continue to scout on them. So I say it was around January. I had started putting on, you know, hitting the weight room hard, you know, signing day in February. So I, I had to go like put my own high school highlight together. Had to email it to like you know some of the coaches I had got their cards whenever they did come to the school because one of my homeboys who actually plays in the league he was the one getting recruited the most you know what I'm saying he was he was like and I in my high school area he really the goat when it come to just pure talent you know so he was our QB you know one of the best that came through in my opinion but a lot of schools was coming through to holler at him and then they'll kind of have a little small conversation but I, I started sending out my highlight start getting some um some offers that way but it was all just like junior college schools but like i said well nobody really coming coming to knock at my door but you know i, I got my foot in the door and it just took off from there you know the, the experience at juco was it was it was humbling you know what i'm saying you see some of the best some of the best athletes i'll probably say to be honest in junior college i played with one of the best receivers i ever played with until i played with hot like he making one hand catches over two, three people consistently, two, three, four times a game, seriously. And he's still in the league at this point, too. But, you know, the junior college experience was it was different, though. You meet some some very interesting people. But, you know, it's it's a, a experience that really molds you and it, it teaches you how to be humble and, you know, appreciate everything that come your way. Definitely. definitely. So I'm a fan of, uh, you know, of the uh, the, the Netflix series that, that follows the JUCOs and you know, it kind of gives you really insight on just really how, you know, it's a, it's, that's a real, you know, cutthroat environment too, because there's so many guys and there's only so many, you know, plays that can be played. So, I mean, that kind of really opened the world up to like the overall JUCO experience. And I'm sure it, 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 it changes per university. Some schools got a little bit more money. Some people don't, you know, and it's a grind. So you got people stacking up in rooms and dorm rooms and, you know, apartments just trying to survive. Yeah, and I mean, you know, a lot of people that you meet, like from in junior college, like really come from like some of the toughest environments. To be honest, like, like you, it's it's different. And then the environment itself, you know, what I'm saying, like, I ain't never been to jail or no nothing like that. But it's almost like, you know, you kind of go there. Either you're gonna be focused or you just gonna wither away. So that was my mindset going in, really. Like, you know, I can go here and, you know, as long as I stay focused, the, the sky's the limit. But I can go here and just kind of fall fall into the wrong crowd, and it can go to as fast as it can go up and can go down. So, you know, like you say, that that series I watched like a couple episodes. Like that was actually our rival school. I actually lost to that school both times my uh, first two years. You know, in the playoffs. So you know, we're talking about talking about East Mississippi. So I mean, but they honestly had like some of the top talent though. Like I could say on AD line, at least two or three of those guys. That I played in the first two years, they all made it to the league, and a couple of them still in the league, and they really making noise as well. But you know, it it, it does give a, a a pretty good dive. I wouldn't say you know my school was quite like that. Like we wasn't as far out, you know, in the middle of nowhere as they were, but we was kind of in the middle of nowhere. 
And in Mississippi, we also was, I say with them and like another two or three other schools, we was kind of the top dog. So, you know, recruiting wise, we still picked up some good players as well. But, you know, they done won national titles and stuff. You know, I ain't quite, you know, winning that in junior college, but, you know, that's just, it's a different experience though, I'll tell you that. Yeah, like I, again, I just, just again, a process and the storylines they share just kind of make it intriguing. Cause like you said, some guys may go home and they may not even come back because they go to jail, whatever it may be, you know, kind of get themselves caught up. But as you mentioned, man, you said you played with a lot of good um, players at your JUCO. Talk about the um, the recruiting process then from the junior. So once you get junior college, you know, you starting to, you know, pick on, put up weight and starting the ball. Talk about then the recruiting process and then, you know, where you decided to go after, you know, your time was done at junior college. And so I, I kept picking up weight. I went in there and – you know, like the first, second day of camp my freshman year, like I was behind a guy that was a starter the year before. But, you know, he had his his problems. And like like on the field, the coach like, man, if uh, you don't get it together, we're going to put Martinez up here pretty fast. And I'm like, dang, I'm like, y'all feel this way by me already. We only in day, like day one or two of camp. And what's crazy, though, like the junior college experience, like he to the coach, like he cussed him out. Like, man, I don't care. Do what you got to do. Yada, yada, yada. But I end up been um becoming a starter like day three and i ain't look back man my, my i was focused you feel me so you know that i started that whole freshman year um and i mean the, the reason i went to juco i just wanted to you know free education i, I looked at that school that was known for putting old linemen out and whether they went division one division two you know guys was getting you know you know chances to go get a free education so that's what i was all about to be honest you know what i'm saying so you know it started working out for me. I played good that whole year. I probably played around like 270, which is, you know, definitely small when it comes to O-linemen. But, you know, I played around 270, 275. And then I, I want to say after that season in the spring, Missouri came and offered me. And I was a qualifier out of high school. So, you know, my grades wasn't an issue. But they was like, yeah, man, you can really be here in like the next two weeks. So, you know, to me, I'm like, man, I came to JUCO to go on to get Division One school just like this. You know, I called my parents. Like, we got this – I got this opportunity. I ended up talking to the coaches about it. And, you know, if you know anything about JUCO, they ain't really trying to let no good players go. And this was, like, after signing day. So, it wasn't – the chances for them going to get another guy like me was real slim to none. So, so they're like, man, you know, that's just one school. There's so many more other schools that can come and get you. So, I want to say – they kind of put out that I had got that offer from Missouri, like kind of like that, like overnight. And then for you know, you know, I'm getting calls from a lot of at least starting off, it was, you know, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, you know, schools that I was familiar with. And then as we moved on into spring training that spring, like it seemed like every other day I'm getting some different type of offer, you know what I'm saying? Getting Louisville, like I say, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, you know, Oklahoma came in, offered me, and that's when I knew I'm like, man, this. You know, we talking about Oklahoma as soon as a school I ain't never even thought about coming to talk to me and they come recruit me, bro. So I'm just like, man, it's crazy right here. You know, but and, and a couple of them schools wanted me to come in early because, like I said, I was a qualifier. My, my grades never been an issue. So, you know, I'm like considering that. But I understand going through that next season end up, you know, on a, a lot of the uh, scouting sites, I end up becoming like the number one junior college tackle. So. 
You know, I like so I went there focused. You know, I ain't go there to play around. I had somewhat of fun, but it's only so much fun you can have in junior college. Everything was about business to me. You know, what I'm saying I got up every day, worked hard, went to class, made sure I I handled my business in the classroom. They never want that to be an issue. You know, worked hard, even became a, a academic all American there. And I also I, I ended up being a, a junior college all American my second year as well. So so t- just quickly before we get to the next question, so why did you end up not taking that early? leave and come back and play your second year uh, really because i was like man i i know i never knew how i felt to even get recruited you know and that's that's a stress within itself but you know i didn't know how i felt to take those like official visits you know you hear the stories about them all the, at that time i heard stories about them all the time so part of me wanted to kind of experience that and then you know like i said i had the, the coaches in my ear and like most of, and it was kind of like a fast decision as well like it's like man you got to when stuff really started rolling, it was like here in like two or three weeks, you got to know what school, because it was like probably about three or four schools that, you know, was in my ear about possibly coming um, early. And, you know, I had it, I was I was thinking about it because, you know, you take a risk of getting hurt at a lot of the schools, you know, you go to junior college, you could be committed to this school, you get hurt in that second year, they might pull the offer. Mm-hmm. You know, college football, a business in itself as well. So, you know, I did consider that, but then, like I said, I, I really just wanted to, you know, enjoy that recruiting process a little bit and you know i feel like god was gonna have my have my back as far as the injuries and he he did you know he i saw it through everything went well and you know i made my decision to go on to mississippi state afterwards though that's up bro and i i never knew knew your whole story but i knew i knew you was like a a real real strong dude man i appreciate your story bro you you the truth bro you the truth oh yeah man you know like I say, growing up in Mississippi, you see, you know, so much. You know, I saw people really that had it bad. So, you know, for me, anytime I'm down, I just feel like it's worse stuff in the world that, that I could be going through. So, you know, I always stay strong. Like I say, I had, you know, a heck of a support system between, like I said, my mom, my dad, I said my grandmother, you know. So, you know, I always like to give a lot of credit to them because, you know, anytime, you know, I had, you know, tough trials and tribulations, you feel me? I had no people to look forward to, look to and take care of me. So, you know, I always got to give my appreciation to them too, because, you know, I feel like without them, no people in my life, you know, it'd be hard for me to be where I'm at. Because like, like you were saying earlier, like I never was the most talented person at my high school, to be honest. I never was that on my team. Like, you know, in high school, I wasn't considered no superstar. And then, you know, we had people that was way beyond telling me it's just you know they might have had a different mindset than me or you know they didn't have the same type of support system mm-hmm. or you know whatever injuries you know so much you know sometimes you know when i even when i was in juco one of the dudes i played with he always said man what's crazy where i come from i wasn't the best but the best don't always make it so you know we just got to be fortunate for like you know the position we in right now exactly exactly talk about your interview your individual success at uh Mississippi state and your time, your time at Mississippi State. Tell, tell us about that. Man, when I first got there, to be honest, I was like, man, what I done got myself into? Because, I mean, we worked hard in junior college, and there was some times where you like, dang, boy, this this serious. I want to go to another level, and is this level going to be harder? So when I first got to Mississippi State, it was kind of that, that type of experience as well. You know, the workouts was totally different. And, I mean, you had to come in there and have your mind right every day so you know it was a, a little bit of a learning curve for me 
you know what I'm saying, getting used to all that type of stuff. So, like, that first year between, you know, the plays and all that and the, the people in front of me, I ended up red shirting. But that was probably one of the best things that happened to me for sure, you know, because I, I ain't, you know, some people when they get red shirted, they like to soak and trip about it. But me, I just took it on as a challenge. Like, this is my time to, to really just continue to just grind. So when my name called upon, I'm going to take off. So, you know, that whole red shirt season, like, they, they, I got to travel with the team every week and dress every week. So, you know, that was cool as far as that go. But, you know, the extra workouts, you know, I took every rep series, you know what I'm saying? Because, like I say, my mindset was to go beyond, you know, at least to give my, myself a chance uh, to have a shot at the league. So, you know, that year I just – I really just bought into the program about, you know, being mentally and physically tough. You know, not just being a champion on the football field, but just a champion in life. You know, the same type of work I put in at football, you know, put it into the classroom. And I, I just bought in, bro, and everything just lined up. And so that was 2015. So 2016, you know, going into the season, I was in a battle with one of my close uh, friends at Little Taco. So, you know, we started off like splitting reps. And then eventually I ended up becoming a starting left tackle there. He ended up being the, uh, the starting center at Little Guard eventually. But, you know, around that time, you know, it, it was a struggle as well. You know, you know how it is. SEC ball is real. So, you know, you're facing some of the, the best players in the league every week. So, you know, that's – around that time, I was going through some – like some struggles on the Saturdays. But then, you know, like I said, I just started buying in even more and even more, to, you know, going about everything as a professional, even though I was in college. And that's when, you know, stuff started to take off, like right in 2016. So I'm glad you said that because – when you, a lot of people are, the messages a lot of times, even if you feel like the NFL is your end goal, you still want to go and execute on, um, on all levels when it, when you talk about being a student and being an athlete, right? Just putting that same type of energy into what it is off the field. Because again, like, like, like you said before, like you may not have been the most talented or you may not have been the one who people thought would be the one to make it. So, you know, taking advantage of the opportunity, whether it be a full, uh, free education, like being able to focus on that, you find a lot of time, and I'm sure you've probably seen on your team in your time at Mississippi State, Dre at, at, at Vandy, guys that came in and just did not really understand that and then, you know, didn't take care of their business in the classroom and they end up costing them. So, you know, being able to have that mindset, I commend you on that for real because, as you mentioned, even a junior college academic All-American, man, that's something to 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 uh, to be proud of, man. And, you know, because, again, people say, I'm just here to play football. A lot of times you hear that. So, man, I want to definitely uh, commend you on that. Um, but as you mentioned, kind of going through that journey of developing, when did you realize you may have really may really have a chance at the NFL? So I want to say I, uh, we played Texas A&M, and they, at that time, like, we were struggling, like, at that time, we might have won like three or four games, and they had just like at around this time. This is when uh the college player, you know, the playoff system was in place. So they had just became ranked number four. You know, we playing, you know, and as an offensive lineman, you getting ready to see Miles Gary. So like that whole week, I'm understanding like, man, I'm this week right here. Like I'm locked in from from Sunday to Saturday. Like. You know, I'm finna watch about every game we done played in. You know, I'm about to – I know that if I go out here and have a good game, like, I'm going to put my name on the map. So, I want to say it was that week. Like, like I said, I, I was so locked in, like, just mentally, physically, every rep of practice. 
you know, at home watching over and over him, you know, different stuff. And, you know, he a heck of a player. Like, you know, to me, like, he probably one of the most talented individuals because people always, you know, when you make it to the league, people always ask me, like, man, who the who was the best this? Who did that? So I'm always, I always look at him for that. But that particular time, I'm just knowing, like, man, Rank, you go out here and ball, like, it's only up from there. So I go out, have a good game, end up being a SEC alignment, O-lineman of the week, you know. And, and at that point, that's when stuff really kind of started to just kind of take off. Because before then, you know, most people looked at me like I probably wasn't much of nothing, you know. It before I want to say, like, you know, people was heckling, like, our O-line coach a lot about certain struggles that we was having. You know, like, like I said, it was, we was having a long year, but – you know, it's something I always say, man. You you know, you handle your business and you persevere through any problem you got. You know, stuff tend to work out in the end. So, you know, so I just kept my, my foot on the gas and, and just kept handling my business like a man. And and like I say, after that game and that day four, you know, stuff kind of started to like seem like it was heading in the right direction for me. How, how was your pre-draft experience, your combine, your draft business? Where do you think you were going to go? Oh... Uh, my experience was it was great, you know what I'm saying. I actually didn't get to to participate in the combine itself as far as like you know the on field stuff, but like the interviews and stuff, man. You know, I know most people got like them crazy stories. I don't think I ever just had that. I feel like every interview I had, I killed. Like, you know, I knew my stuff when it came to you know football. I'm in there, you know, plays when they pull it up on the screen. I already knew what play it was gonna be, so. You know, I feel like I killed by every interview I had in there. So, you know, that that part of the combine, it's to a point to like that part was easy and fun to me. But like the part I didn't like about the combine was probably like all the medical testing, man. Like, you know, that just that wasn't it at all. I'm gonna just be honest with you, man. I I, I hated every bit of that. You know, and I had like some injuries in college, so you know, it was some times where I'm spending. I went to the hospital for like some type of medical testing every day. So, you know, that part of the combine, I hate it. But other than that, like, like I said, the interviews, you know, unfortunately, like they found something wrong with my foot because of all the other testing that I did. So I didn't get to do like the on field stuff. But as far as the interviews, man, like, man, if I could go back and do that all over again, I would just for the fun of it because, you know what I'm saying? to a certain extent, you know, I'm a football junkie. So just going in there talking football, putting on display, like, you know, where I can get strong at it in the game and just talking just overall football with NFL coaches and meeting all these NFL execs, that part was, you know, a great experience to me. And as far as, like, I only had a couple of the pre-draft visits because I like I feel like I handled my business. I ain't had too many red flags. So I didn't get to take but a few of those. And that, that was cool. That was a cool experience because it was all, you know, you getting to fly out somewhere for free, you know, check out, you know, all these different facilities. And it just talked, spent a, a day or so talking football with the coaches. That was all cool. And as far as where I was going to get drafted, I actually, like, in a way, wanted to get drafted to Houston. You know, it, was, it wasn't too far from home. It was like six, seven-hour drive. You know, then I was like, man, I'm in Texas, so I ain't got to pay no state taxes. I'm going to see a little more of that chick. Yeah, I feel that. So, and, and I remember, uh, I want to say one of the, the like, I was, it was back at school, you know, they come to school sometimes. So I want to say they came through and they was like, man, we think you'll be gone before, you know, we get a chance to, to draft you. But 
if you're there, we're going to take you. And, you know, as, as draft day was like, you know, as it was approaching, you know, I, I had a long draft day, you know, and we'll touch on that maybe later. But, you know, when they was approaching, I just kept that in the back of my mind. Like, now they said if I was there, <laughs> they were going to take me. So, you know, it all worked out, man. Everything worked out for the best. Dre, and I mean, almost every guy that's been drafted that come on the podcast, they talk about the combine, right? A lot of people just think about when they see it, they don't know what's really going on. They just think about the 40, the bench press, all the stuff that looks good on TV. But they don't know that you guys are up at four in the morning, you know, going to get testing and they drug testing you early and just so many different things they throw at you. Um, that is really a, a interesting system and in how they kind of set that thing up. It's almost like, you know, they, they set it up for it to be either difficult for you to kind of struggle in some kind of way, you know what I mean? And like Dre talks about it and other guys come on and talk about how crazy it was. That's that's something that they didn't really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that. And I guess because I didn't really even do the physical stuff, like that part didn't bother me. It was it was some long days, i say that, like, you know, and, and honestly, the medical part, for me, it was so bad. Like, that's the reason I wouldn't ever really want to go do it. Like, I, I pure hated that, you know, because, you know, it's the part where they, like, tugging on. You got five, six doc, doctors tugging on each leg, and then they telling you to relax. I'm like, man, how, how you want me to relax? And you sitting here tugging on me, acting like I'm just a piece of meat. Like, like that part, I, I hated that. Like, and like I said, it's some long days. You, you know, the drug testing day and all that stuff. So you up early. And you ain't going to sleep too late. It's a constant grind. Like, if you got any free time at the combine, you probably something ain't going right. Because right. they got some type of, you know, psychological testing they're trying to do. And them tests long. You know, a lot a lot of still physical tests. You know, all the medical tests. If you got any free time, it's probably all type of teams hitting you up. They might not have a, a formal interview with you. They just want you to come to another area. Well, I forgot, the train station. train station. Yeah, you go to the train station and do all that so like you know it's a constant grind so you know it's definitely part of the experience that you know say so i don't really got no type of love for but like i say it's that it's part of the experience where it was still kind of cool yeah I, um but like you said just a lot of guys too don't understand how much of the education part goes into it too like knowing your stuff that helps you right you being able to get in there and talk football on the board with these head coaches these gms all that stuff is uh is very beneficial and even the ability um being available i remember um the year tyree cohen came out right he was in the train station every night just standing there waiting for teams to talk to him because a lot of times you you know part of my role was like tracking down guys i you know coaches wanted to meet with them you know that's outside of the formal so you have to track these guys down you very rarely seen a lot of guys just being available and standing around so like to see him go on to the nfl and have the success he's had you know it was just to me, I was happy to see that because he just was like, hey, whoever want to talk to me, I'm here. You know, he just made himself available, man. So, that, like, those type of things. Whenever I talk to younger guys, I say, man, when you go to these combines, it's an interview. It's business, right? You not, it ain't, you ain't going to be able to lay up in your hotel and enjoy, eat food, all that. Be available, man. Make sure that people know who you really are, man, so that can bleed across because all that can do is help you. So, you by you going in there talking that football with the coaches, man, I'm, I'm sure that that was a great benefit for you. Oh yeah, and like you said, man, it ain't a vacation. It ain't a vacation at all. Like uh, that's a that's a four five day job interview, and I guess that's what helped me going into it is like I understood that you know my agent and where I went to train for the combine, like they did a, a real good job of having like different people come in and talk to us about the experience or you know how 
you know, the interview process and all that. So that, that really helped me. And like I say, you know, from the time I stepped on the plane to even go to it, you know, I was just like, I got to be on my P's and Q's at all time. So, and I had, and you know, even before then I, I prepared, like I, I went back and watched film or games of college, you know, you know, anticipating certain questions that they might ask about certain plays. And then, you know, understanding that like, I'm gonna have to get on the board at some point and draw up some plays and understand the concepts. So, you know, it's me doing all that. It, it just paid dividends as far as the interviews go. So, but like I say, it ain't, it's not a vacation at all. Like it's no, at no point in time should you really have free time, especially if everything going like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's supposed to go. And you know, like you bring up him is like, I salute that because you know, he understood what he had to do. And you know, that's a once in a chance, you know, once in a lifetime opportunity. So, you know, you know, I feel like he went about that the right way because you know, anytime I wasn't doing the formal interview, I was going to the train station as well, you know, and I ain't had to wait around because the minute I walked in, you know, it's teams like calling me, like, hey, 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 yo, we want to talk to you. Like, so I might have missed out on some, you know, with you know, amount of time that I had because it's just like, man, you can only talk to so many for so long. So, absolutely, absolutely. So, let's talk about um, draft night, man. Obviously, first day. Um, and I know some early reporting was projecting like first round stuff. Um, but obviously you get through that first day, first round. So then you get into the next day. Kind of talk about that experience. And like you said, kind of waiting around. You heard somebody from Texas said they were on, they were interested in you. So talk about like leading up to you getting that phone call. So, you know, I knew, you know, I had like the, the injury red flags a little bit. So I knew, you know, my chances of first day had became slim. And then second day, I'm like, man, you know. I know that I done seen little, little reports saying that I'm gonna fall on the draft board. So, you know, second round, I'm thinking, all right, I still might have a chance, you know, but it didn't go. So by the third round, like, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get hot over there. I'm just like, man, like I'm starting to see some names come off their board that me personally at that time, I didn't feel like they was better than me. So like, I'm, I'm really starting to get irritated. That's, that's the type of day it was becoming for me. Like I know, I know my mom and dad always joke with me. It was like, man, we got to see your body language. We over here texting about, look at him, look at him. Because I'm like, at this point, I'm just like, at the crib, just like, I'm over it. So, you know, you know, I go from that, you know, I almost had a headache because after the, like, once you get the call, like, it's like a, a change of emotion. I'm really probably, you know, like say, irritated, mad a little bit. And then, you know, it just go from, from down low to up high real quick, you know, so, you know, get that call and like my emotions change quick. You know what I'm saying? I, that's a call you I've been waiting on forever. So, you know, that, that's pretty much my experience. Man, that was a that was a long night, man. And <laughs> that was a long night for real. I'm like, dog. Like, I mean, I, I respect everybody, but at the same time, it's like, man, look, I don't, I know what I'm about. So, like, ain't no way y'all feel like these, some of these dudes better than me. Hell yeah. I, 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 I feel on that, bro. I want the same thing, bro. I, 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 I want seven rounds, though. So I, it, it took forever. It took forever, bro. I ain't gonna, I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. Like, if it, if I'd have went past that second day, I I would have been so. I probably wouldn't watch the third day. I was just gonna be like going by my business, doing something else, you know, yeah. waiting on the car to come through at that point. Cause like it's 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 stressful and it's long. Like the draft process is long, man. Like. I know, like, GMs and scouts, they be having a long draft weekend because just me just watching it, just waiting on my name to get called was a long process. So, like I say, if it would have went past day two, man, I don't know, bro. I would have <laughs> been hot. But at the same time, 
when you when you fall like that too, you can only it, it, it can only be a chip on your shoulder. So you know. oh yeah, them them put a chip on my shoulder for sure. Like once I got to Houston, bro, I, I was on fire, bro. Like I was ready to play, bro. I already know. Hey man, hey me, like I said, me knowing you, man, I already know you came in there with a chip on your shoulder. So, hey, and if and if it would have came to that point for me, like it was just man, added motivation, man, and and, and added motivation been all, one of the things that always fueled me, you know, along the way is because, like I say, I didn't get recruited heavily out of high school, so you know, I wouldn't have been no stranger to no, you know, no motivation like that at all. Like that was just being, you know, more to put to my story. So, you know, I always kind of had that burning fuel inside me, that same type of ambition. So, hey, man, if if I were to feel and and I still had added motivation as well, but, you know, you know, you even adding on some more, you know, like y'all think I'm day three. Come on, man. But I mean, I understand it, it's it's a lot to go into that business, man. And it's a lot of great players from a lot of places that we don't even know about sometimes. They got like some of the most talented people. They just got overlooked as well. So they had that same burning fire in them as I did myself. Yeah, for sure. What's up, Hype family? Thanks again for listening to another episode of What's the Hype podcast. But if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenerships, so you don't even have to have a big audience. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, so so, so after Texas draft again in the third round, what, what were the thoughts coming to the locker room with the likes of John Hopkins, J.J. Watt, Deshaun Washington. Uh, I mean, I knew going into it, I was like, I'm gonna have to see JJ. So <laughs> yeah, that's just what it was. But you know, to see see him up close and personal, really just to see, you know, like how some of the best in the game just go on a day to day basis. You know, you know, coming in, like I'm all, I always been one of them guys where I don't kind of look, you know, I don't feel like no man is greater than me. So I kind of go, I went into it. With the mindset of that, like man, they get dressed just like me. You know, I'm gonna go at him. You know, he'll he'll Hall of Fame player, first better Hall of Fame player to be. But I'm gonna try to you know attack him just like he's gonna attack me. Ain't no love lost on that field because we grown men. We all trying to provide for ourselves and our families. But you know, to see like how him, Deshaun, DeAndre, how hot you know how they all operate on a day to day basis and what made them be special. That was something I was definitely looking forward to. You know, and at the time even clowning because you know. Around that time, you know, I just remember Clowney from, you know, the hit in South Carolina when he hit the uh, bro from Michigan. You know, I just all that type of stuff was all, you know, in the in the play. But I knew at the same time, like you can only like kind of had that on your brain for so long because the day you show up, it's all work, you know, all that stuff behind you. Like, you know, like I said, it's it's a business, so. Everything is about business. You know, we play football. It's a game we don't play since we was kids. But being in the league is a whole different experience. It's, you can't go in there trying to, you know, glamour with the stars and all this. It's all about going in there and putting in that same work you put in to get into that position. So that was number one for sure. Like, you know, like I say, I know I'm going to have to see J.J. being an old lineman. I know they probably – oh, this the, the lineman we we drafted. Everybody – you kind of have a target on your back a little mm -hmm. bit there. So – 
everything was all about business. But, you know, at the same time, enjoy it. You know, being on the team, the same team as those guys, man, you know, that's something I can carry me for the rest of my life. I done played with Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame receivers, quarterback, DN, you know. The son, to me, is one of the young goats, for sure, you know. So I was like, man, I'm fortunate that I got to, you know, had a chance to share the, the same field as those guys and had the same locker room, man. It's, you know, something, that's something that's uh, special to me at the same time. I'm, I'm glad you said that, too, because, like, you know, even in the, the lyrics in the song, uh, and Jay said, um, my, my, my idols become my rivals, right? Because when you come into that locker room and you walk, you know, you kind of, you're in that environment with guys that you looked up to, might have played with on a video game, but then there's some guys you're competing with for positions, for spots. Right. So it really, really becomes a business. So it really don't last that long when you talk about just the infatuation. But you also just realize, man, a lot of these guys are some dope, cool dudes. They just like you, and man, they want they 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 out there trying to be the best. So let's talk about your rookie year. And um, for me, what was your welcome to the NFL moment? Right on the field. So that was somebody you had to you know go up against or whatever that looks like and then off the field how did that kind of you know what, what was that like for you you're welcome to the nfl moment uh i know the, the welcome to the nfl moment on the field was by far the first game because you know that's the first time i really just didn't start and didn't know like that's the first time i had it you know was in that role of you know you might play this game you might not but you're supposed to be ready at all time you know like even in my, my time at state, you know, the first year I'm red shirted. So most games I know I'm not going in unless like the absolute worst thing happened. And then the second year, even when I like we split reps, like I always knew I was going in at some point. So my mom was always I still always had to prepare like a starter because I was going, you know, play. That first game, you know, it's kind of like, man, it's the, the first real game. This was the first all the marbles on the line. You know, we up there in New England. And, like, all the whole week, all the vets was like, man, Rank, you got to be ready. Like, it it can happen in the snap of a finger. And I want to say it was like the 12 or 13 play. You know, Chantrell go down with, like, the broken ankle. And I'm just kind of like, bro, he ain't getting up. <laughs> Rank, what you doing? I'm, you need to be getting loose. And I'm just still like. <laughs> like, bro, he ain't getting up. <laughs> so then I, you know, I get loose, you know, run out there, and he's still on, he's still landing. I'm like, yeah, it ain't even no chance him even getting back in this one. So man, we in here the whole time. So, you know, the welcome to the NFL, because like you say, my, I was prepared, you know, I said, I knew every play, and I had a certain role. I had a couple plays, like a extra tight end. So, like, that's the stuff I was really focused on kind of going into that game, you know, I kind of understood, I understood like everything else O-line wise, but at the same time, I was like really trying to prepare to get ready for that certain role. So when that kind of happened, like my mind was just like froze for a minute. So like no first couple plays was like, yeah, this is real. I hear this the this real deal. This the welcome to the, hey, Ricky. Hey, this, <laughs> the bullets flying now. So, you know, I say it took a good series or two before I just really – was settled in and then that's eventually where I was like, man, you know, I'm here for a reason. Like I'm I'm like that in my mind. I, I just gotta go out there and play with no fears. But that moment right there was definitely my welcome to, for me at least, cause it's just like I ain't never been the first off the bench at no point because I always been a starter. And for it to happen that fast in my first game to where it's like you really already thrown in the fire, like 
I can't. It's no. It's no other moment for me. It's definitely that one because, like I said, that's the one where I'm just kind of like, yo. Even the preseason games were really, you know, the preseason games I felt pretty confident because most of the time I wasn't playing against like the, the the actual dudes, but you know, it's it's a different it's a different level between preseason and and regular season for sure. And Tom Brady, the goat, you got to kind of just <laughs> you got it. It, it was real, man. In New England, man. In New England, and, and then at that point in time, like you know, I knew about Gronk. But I am. I, I used to be like, man, Gronk ain't like this. But man, he got out there making plays. I'm like, bro. <laughs> then, like, it was just a bad day for us as a team. I want to say we started off. The first play was like a fumble on a five, so it was like we was already we was up against the ropes from the start to finish. But and that's one thing I did realize about the league. Like, you just you know, we probably fell down twenty points quick. But we still end up only like being a touchdown, you know, only down a touchdown at the end. But that's that's one thing I did learn about the league. Like you gotta, you better battle from start to finish, which that's the only way I was even brought up anyway. But when you battle start to finish in the league, for some reason, it don't matter if you losing by twenty or thirty, long as you do handle your business and like say fight to the end. Somehow we ended up with a chance at the end. So you know that's. A lot happened that first game for sure. You know, a lot that I'm always remember. And like I say, going against Tom Brady the GOAT. <laughs> man, you can't have nothing but respect for that dude, man. He's definitely probably one of the greatest winners in, in the game of football of all time. What did you know about money coming into the league? What, what was the first big purchase once you signed your signing bonus? Oh, I guess, I mean, I always kind of. I was kind of been tight with my money, to be honest. Like I was kind of raised like that, you know. You know, ain't no point in going out there and blowing it. So, you know, I, I like I said, I always, I definitely credit me me understanding that I needed to save, you know, money coming into the league. That definitely helped me. But and I knew not to, you know, take everybody where you know, follow everybody trend because you know, you know, rookie contract ain't nothing like a, a second. Second contract, you know, vet deal. So I knew not to come in there trying to keep up with the Joneses or, you know, trying to fit in no crowd as far as they go. So, you know, like I said, I came in just understanding that every purchase I made better been a smart one. So that first purchase really was just me getting me, a, you know, something to ride in. Because at that time, I mean, I had like a little Altima, but it wasn't fit to take no trip from Mississippi to the Houston, and that's a. I definitely saw that quick because the type of rain I went through, that ultimately would have slid off the road. So <laughs> I, I went and just got me a little uh, a, a Toyota Tundra. You know, it was pretty much. I ain't gonna say it was decked out, but you know, it was for all four wheel drive, all that good stuff. But I mean, that was really my first real purchase. You know, big purchase. Like I said, I my mindset was this: man, we gonna keep as much as we can. We already gotta give so much away to taxes. I know I'ma have agent fees, all this and all that. So me, I came in just like, man, I'm finna be tight. And a lot, a lot of my homeboys be like, man, Rank don't be want to spend no money. Blah blah blah. I'm like, man, listen, one thing I know, it can be taken away from legit like that. And if I don't blew all my cash out, then I'm gonna be looking dumb. And I refuse to be looking dumb because I know that I'm smarter than that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. One of the things that always motivated me too is like, man. I always kind of been, you know, decent athlete, you know, smart student coming up. 
And one thing I was like, I don't want to be one of them dudes who wasted everything away from making dumb decisions, you know. And I'm not perfect. I done made some dumb decisions, but I know I can control what I spend my money on. So, hey, hey that truck was all I needed. I was like, man, I don't need to be out here trying to buy no Maserati. I don't need to be out here trying to buy no Rolls Royce. I'd have been foolish. Mm-hmm. And Dre talk about his 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 uh purchase too when he even when he got him a challenger. Um when, when, when his when his money hit too. But I, you know, I, I, you know, you definitely um no man, you you're beyond your um your years when when you talk about that because you know I seen a lot of rookie classes and I see some of these guys coming in who ain't even first round draft picks and they got the Maseratis and they got you know the expensive two hundred thousand dollar cars. I'm like, listen. I know, you know, your rookie, every your rookie salary is your rookie salary. Only thing is different is your signing bonus. You know right. what I mean? So, you know, you, you get in over your head and you're making these different purchases. You you're gonna be fighting from behind, uh, from the get go out the gate. So, man, I and I and I'll tell you my little experience with you too. And I don't go too too deep in your business, but you know, as a rookie, you had to make some purchases for the vets. And I remember you telling me, you know, man, these guys want me to go get this, this, and this. And and, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, he's one of those guys who who already have. A thought process about his money. He ain't about to just waste nothing away. I definitely man, do that. Man, and one, like I said, I give credit, a lot of credit to my support system. They taught me the value of a dollar early as far as, you know what I'm saying, you don't get money by it being given to you. For one, you got to go earn it. So, you know, anytime I, you know, work, if it wasn't number working around the house, so I had a job in high school and like there was no high paying job. So I had to, I had to learn pretty early on how to make that dollar stretch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, the concept really don't change when you get to making like, you know, you see, a, I seen the most money I ever saw at one time when I got my signing bonus. I don't feel like that concept changed because, you know, we get a short amount of time to, you know, maximize a lot of money for us. Mm-hmm. And either it's going to be this amount or that amount. Some amounts are greater than others, but you can't go out here balling like that amount going to last you your whole lifetime. So me just understanding that and, you know, that rookie stuff, I'm like, man, y'all, y'all out y'all mind, bro. Like, cause I know, cause with that one of one of the purchases, I know I prolonged it for a while. They was like, man, we just gonna start finding you the longer you wait. And I'm like, bro, y'all tripping, bro. Like, I ain't got it like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, you only giving a short amount of time, and you don't know sometime when that time gonna come to an end. So. You know, I really need to go holler at them boys by getting a refund or something. <laughs> <laughs> being honest. Wow. No, no, I definitely remember that, man. I, and like I said, it just kind of put it into perspective because you just see different things. There's so many different personalities as they come through. Um, but uh, as we wrap, kind of wrap on the back end of this, man, so things didn't go as planned, you know, with, 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 with the Texans. And after the season, you know, you end up being traded to the Chiefs. Um did, did that catch you by surprise? And then, you know, what did that teach you about the NFL in that moment? Uh, so I want to say, you know, everything was kind of looking good for me in Houston at one point. And then the GM got fired. And and in that moment, like, I had thought to myself, like, man, at first I'm like, man, it really might not be a big deal for me. But then again, I was like, it might be, you know, I don't, you know, you can never know who room for you in their front office and who against you. So after that happened, that's when I kind of seen, you know, stuff starting to change with like, you know, I might be walking down the hall 
certain people two weeks ago was like eager to see me want to want me to come to their office and watch extra film or you know this that and the other I, they start acting a little funny so in a way i started seeing it kind of come to to the end i'm like man i'm either be cut or i'm gonna be traded and and the way stuff was going for me honestly i was just ready for it all to happen to be honest so when when the trade happened I was just, I was honestly happy because it's like, you know, I know I could have ended up on a team that wasn't so good. And I knew I was going to, once the trade happens, like, okay, at least I'm going to a Super Bowl contender. So it's not, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I got to kind of pack up my life here and move on. But, you know, God is in control, you know, and that's kind of like how the whole experience has been for me. Like, you know, that happened and, and things really started to pick up. You know, I played better here than I ever played there in Houston, probably, because I know, you know, everything just was fit for me here. And like, like I said, God was in control. So, you know, it wasn't ever nothing that just caught me by surprise, to be honest, but everything kind of happened for a reason and it kind of happened for the better, you know, come here, become a Super Bowl champion, playing another Super Bowl. Unfortunately, we lost, but, you know, you know, I look back on it, you know, I'm, I'm glad the trade happened, you know, and I feel like, you know, both sides won because, you know, they got me and I came in to contribute to some big time minutes and, you know, I want to say they traded me for Carlos High. He went down there and had a good season as well. So, you know, it, it didn't catch me by surprise. I was, you know, ready for whatever to happen to happen. And, you know, everything just done kind of, you know, moved along how it was supposed to move along. At least that's how I look at it. Now, I, 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 I remember that trade, bro. I was like, what the hell? I, I was surprised, man. I was, I was so surprised. But, uh, yeah, I was crazy. Hey, like, I was, like I said, I was surprised, bro. So, you know, yeah. like I knew it was gonna happen, and I remember around that time, like Clowney was trying to get traded. So I was like, man, I might be a part of whatever trade he on. And they made, you know, I remember being in the building that day, and like I guess the people that they was trade for Seattle, they was in us. So I was like, well, I ain't a part of this one. You know, they move along, or you know what I mean. And I want to say that that was a big trade day for Houston. Like they made about three trades, but I feel like you know everything that worked in everybody else's favor. You know. Yeah. So, you know, I can't, I can't even be mad about none of it. You know, like I say, everything kind of worked out for the best. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, so you end up in Kansas City where you had the chance to play with the league MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Talk about what makes him so special. Man, for one, bro. Now, now I'm going to be honest. I came up here like, man, still on the Deshaun and hop wave a little bit. I'm just like, you know, I know. This, that, and other, but I'm like, man, default, he like that. So I'm like, if he would have came here, he probably been doing the same thing, if not better. But the first thing I probably noticed for sure, man, some of them throws you be making, bro, it crazy. When you see it in practice on a day-to-day basis, like I want to say I got in film like them first couple weeks or so, and he like one time he like was standing flat-footed on like one of the RPO or something. He had to pump it and then just like let it go side on. So like I'm in the – I'm in the meeting room, like, y'all, we ain't going to stop him. Y'all don't see that? <laughs> They're like, man, at this point, we kind of used to it. I'm like, bro, I ain't used to it. <laughs> like, so that alone right there was, like, kind of the first impression. But the second, like, man, he cool as a fan, man, a real down-to-earth dude. So, you know, and he put that work in. You know, he wanted the first in the building, one of the last to leave. And, and that's somebody, you know, you notice about all quarterbacks across the league, and that's the reason that they get – you know, the accolades and the type of, you know, you know, the type of contracts they sign is because they, 
they take they gotta know a lot as far they gotta know every detail about the offense. And then they take the most criticism when you take a loss, but you know, what make him special is like I say he real down to earth dude, cool, pretty much everybody in the locker room. He himself, he don't, you know, he handled his business like a, a, a real professional. Like I say first first in the building, sometimes last to leave. And I'm talking about he coming in the building five, six in the morning like the coaches do. And then, you know, we leaving to go, everybody else leaving to go home to meetings and he, him and the other QBs are going through, you know, even more meetings to make sure everything right. And, you know, like say, arm talent, man, I he probably his best when he on the move scene. Like, cause that's when you see some of the most ridiculous throws. Like, it's crazy. It's like, man, you know, I'm, I'm a hooper at heart still. So, you know, it's like he a point guard out there. He just pinpointed to whoever. So, you know, they, you know, KT put the right people around him to where it, you know, you put his talent with everybody else's talent, man. It, it's just a, a special a special thing to see, you know, and the fact I got to see it all up close and personal, bro, it's crazy. Man, we see it from <clears throat> from a distance and just kind of watching and seeing how special he is. I mean, he definitely showed that on the field, man. And you can see, you know, that he's really like that. Um, but as you mentioned, man, the first year you got you get traded, you know what I mean? You get in, you play, and unfortunately you end up um, having an injury and you couldn't really finish out the season. But talk about, like, that journey to the Super Bowl, being able to, like you said, go from a situation where things were different at one point, you get traded, and then you find yourself on this this this, uh, this amazing experience on the way to the Super Bowl, man. What, what, what was that like? Man, like I said, it was just all crazy, man. And like I say, all in all, I just remember, like, man, God is in control because my first start of the season was against Houston. Wow. So I'm like, how ironic, you know what I'm saying? The first time I even – you know, it lined up to where my first start here is against the team that kind of just, you know, pushed me out the door a little bit. So, you know, the motivation for me was high. Like, you know, I'm like, for the game, I'm just trying to keep myself calm because I know, like, I know everything. I know, still know these calls that some of the defense makes. So, you know, all that stuff is going to become – I know the players I'm going against because I practice against them every day for a year, year and a half. So, you know, stuff like that was just second nature. So me, I'm just like it, just making sure I'm locked in on all the new plays. Well, it's not necessarily new plays, but just still trying to understand the scheme that the guy going here, and just you know, balling it all up, all the aggression that I got built up. Because you know, what I'm saying in a way, kind of how stuff went down, I was always pissed, and sometimes to this day, I'm still always pissed about it. But you know. That that being the first thought, I just knew I'm just like it, it's only right. So I mean, I go out there and I got I got the grit. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm ready to do what I got to do. You know, we end up losing that game, but you know, on down the road, the team end up playing them to you know advance in the playoffs, and it's become a historic game. You know, they jump yes. out, Houston jump out twenty four nothing, and and you know, like I said, I'm hurt. I didn't got hurt after I think that was my fifth start. Unfortunately, you know, I end up having a pretty serious knee injury. But like I'm up in the box with all the other IR guys, and they just like, bro, man, we down 24. No, I'm like, listen, if it's one team I know they can come back because of what how the offense move is this one. And little by little, it just started to strike. I'm just like, bro, they crazy. Who nah? 24. <laughs> you know, most times somebody jump out that quick, you know, in any game, not even just a playoff game. Most people kind of, you know, they don't bounce back like that. So you know how it all played out was crazy. You know, unfortunately, like I said, I didn't get to you know finish the season, but you know, and I, I hated that too because like I really had started to you know kind of come into my own. I feel like 
in this system. You know, the system filled me. I was out there just playing fast, not really thinking everything was just coming second nature, you know, preparing the right way. You know, I want to say the game, the game before I got hurt, I probably had like one of my best games as a professional. Like, you know, there's a couple plays where, you know, I feel like I had key blocks to spring for touchdowns or, you know, just, you know, plays that we done, we here, you know, seeing all over and over there where my block was, you know, crucial. So that's at that point, I'm just feeling like I'm coming into my own. So, you know, when I got hurt, bro, I ain't gonna lie, it sucked because it's like, man, I was just feeling like I was just starting to figure it out. So, you know, that part kind of kind of hurt me, but at the same time, man, like I just done learned in life, man, you can't hit, hang your head too long because that ain't gonna do nothing for you anyway. You know, like we like talk, we like talking to guys about life after football, but we all know it comes to the end one day. Have you thought about what, what you like? What, what would you like to do after you finish playing football? Man, so here, like the last, really the whole off season, man. I want to say one of my uh, boys from state, his um, uncle played in the league for like ten years, so he kind of always, you know, been a mentor to him. And then he kind of just, you know, dropped gems on us a lot. And so I want to say it was earlier this offseason. He was just like, he dropped the video and was like, man, you know, I know you guys got y'all, you know, financial advisors doing all this. And, you know, but it's, you got to start, you know, researching and, you know, looking for stuff to own yourself. So, I mean, I kind of start, you know, now like digging into, you know, focusing on like, you know, when football stop, how I'm, I'm going to want them checks to keep coming in. So, you know, a little bit of what I've been looking into, I know I thought about, you know, maybe starting a, a truck and putting some big trucks on the road, you know, as far as just, you know, being an entrepreneur, you know, making my money work for me. So I, I looked into that avenue, that kind of was my thing, but I know like, I kind of want to get into like the real estate area because, you know, people are always going to have to have somewhere to live. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm really trying to be like a, a, a realtor, you know, I can't say that at this point in time, but I know like I want to have like, you know, some rental properties and, you know, maybe do like some, some flips, some house flips from time to time, you know, that type of deal. So I can always have that, that passive income coming, you know, I want to make that money while, while I'm sleeping, while I ain't too much worried about it. Because I mean, I feel like my part of my purpose on this earth is like, I got a, a story to tell, you feel me? Like everything ain't gonna, gonna go the way you want it to go, but you just gotta keep pushing and fighting through. So, you know, I feel like I'm put here, I wanna, you know, get around maybe, you know, coach some high school teams or something like that, or just, you know, always kind of help around. I wanna be around the game a little more, but I don't think I just wanna coach it like the college or professional level like that, because man, you know, them guys put in a lot of time, a lot more time than I'm comfortable than trying to give, you know what I'm saying? I want to be a father to the kids and to my kids one day. So I know that, you know, if I set myself up the right way and making my money work for itself, you know, work for me, um, you know, I can get that type of time, you know, to like my community in my high school or any high school kids and and, and being my kid's life as well. So that's that's kind of like my thought process on, process on there. You know, right now I just, you know, I spend a lot of time kind of reading books, trying to understand, you know, different avenues, you know, venture capital, that type of deal. Like I said, I mentioned real estate, which is, is something I feel like is, you know, it's a great tool for me to use. So I just got to continue to like educate myself on it. You know, if so be if I become a realtor one day, maybe, you know, it happens, but I know I'm gonna want some time to be around the game and you know help inspire some of these young kids coming up. Absolutely, man. I appreciate that, man. You dropped some 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 valuable information on us throughout this whole episode, man. We definitely appreciate you jumping in, man. But definitely as you start to prepare your life after football and look at opportunities like that, man, we're gonna be rooting for you. We're gonna be checking in on you for sure. But we know, man, at the end of the day, man, you built like that. So 
you know, yeah. you're going you to be in position, man, to really do the things that you desire to do. Definitely. Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate y'all having me, man. Because it was crazy when you reached out to me. Like, I want to say one of my, uh, you know, one of my, my cute old brothers, he was on a podcast recently. So I was like, man, it would be cool for me to hop on a podcast. And then, like, a couple of days after I thought about that, you reached out to me. So I'm like, yeah, it's it's a go for sure for me. Like, I mean, it's. I, I need to start doing more of this, man. You know, this this is a fun experience to be honest. So, you know, hey, sure. it's a good your story, man. You, that's how that's how you can, you know, what I'm saying, continue to even perfect how you tell your story is just kind of being able to share with different people on a platform that can reach the young kids. Because that's what it's about, man. Just trying to share with them, provide inspiration and insight, man. So, mm-hmm. we definitely appreciate you jumping on, man. Uh, we again, we gonna look forward to. Whatever the future holds for you, you know, you got a place here. So we're going we gonna to definitely circle back with you again and get you on, my brother. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. And like, hey, you did just say something. Cause I, I mean, I feel like I done little parts of my story out, but it's just because, you know, I'm just like, I got to, like you said, got to perfect it to a way, you know, tell it even better. So, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we circle back again. I, I might come a little different, but it's going to be better. Absolutely. Dre, anything else? Nah, man, I, 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 I'm proud of you, though, bro. I'm real proud of you, dog. I'm, I, I'm in my first time meeting you, dog. Like, man, this dude, dude he, he a little different, man. He, he, he smart. See, he's smart. He's a smart guy, and I, and I, and I, and I, I, I like you. I like, I like who you are. Like, I like you. I like you as a man. Like, this dude, he, he cool dude, man. He, he gonna be all right. And you, you all, you definitely all right now. You definitely doing, you doing your thing, bro. I, 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 I real, I, I, I like, I, I like, I like what you're doing, bro. I, I like seeing what you're doing, bro. It, it really like make me feel good about myself. So I, I like what you're doing, dog. Keep, keep it up, man. Oh yeah, man. Like I said, man, we just I feel like we related in you know certain parts, man. You know, you strong dude, dog, real talk. I mean, you better some real stuff, some real life stuff. So, you know, it's the stuff I done better than my life, it might not be to the extent, but I know that I just always knew to keep my head going. So, you know what I'm saying? So that's something where I could relate to you about, you know what I'm saying? So and and I tell people all the time, it's really about our mindset. You know what I'm saying? You can have all the tools in the world, but if your mindset ain't right, man, it ain't gonna. I ain't gonna say it ain't gonna work out, but you know what I'm saying? Our mindsets can be, you know, the difference between us, you know, going ten steps ahead or going five steps ahead. So that's something I always just like the challenge to like young kids, man. You know, the difference sometimes is just your mindset. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, again, my brother, we appreciate you having us. Appreciate you jumping on our platform, man. We appreciate all that you're doing. Again, man, we're going to keep rooting for you, and we know that all is going to work out for you, man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for doing it. Thank you, man. I am a boy. Thanks for listening to another episode of What's the Hype Podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, and comment. Follow us on all platforms at What's the Hype Podcast. I've been grinding all my life, love. All my life. Been grinding all my life, Pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.